and turn to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. We'll read the psalm and then we'll have a word of prayer together. We'll talk this morning about Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. I love it. I don't have to do any of the cooking, though, so I just get to enjoy the fruits of everybody's labor and usually go for a hike in the morning and, and, then, and then just sit and eat and, and sometimes, you know, but it's, it's uh, such a blessing, Thanksgiving. Um, and it's really, as we'll see this morning, uh, part of our faith, you know, people miss out on it, and um, we'll talk about that. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing, know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you'd bless our Bible study this morning. Speak to our hearts, as Lord only you can. Be with the Sunday school classes downstairs as well. Bless what's taking place there. Be with both the teachers and the students. And then, Lord, we look forward to the morning worship service that you bless as well. Our ability to lift up our voices and to sing and the preaching of the word and all that it encompasses. But bless now this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Thanksgiving. So on our handout, just the introductory statement. What is, what is does the holiday season from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's mean really to you as we enter into this time of year? For some, it's extended vacation. For some, I, I, Maddie was all excited. He rode in the van with me this morning, and uh, he said, I only have to do school on Monday and Tuesday, and then I have the rest of the week off. And he was excited. I'm sure he's thankful about that. And then I asked him, Maddie, what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Well, it took him a long time to think of this. You know, I'm thinking he's got to come up with something here that's very uh, um, deep, you know. Pudding, he said. Pudding, that's his favorite. I don't even think we have pudding on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. So then I said, well, what flavor pudding? He said, mashed potatoes. <laughs> Maddie, mash, you either have pudding or you have mashed potatoes. So he settled on mashed potatoes. But what are you thankful for? You know, we're to be thankful for the big things. We're to be thankful for the little things. Amen? And uh, so, I don't know, just real quickly, let me just give you an opportunity just to say something that you're thankful for right now. What are you, what are you thankful for? Anybody? You're thankful for school. Your school has had a big impact on you, hasn't it? 
That's good. Amen. What else? Anything else? Something else? Just something that you're just thankful for? Yes. Uh, family's health. You know. Yeah. Family health. And everybody else getting sick. And all the other things that you know transpired in the past. It's nice that everybody's at the table and at the house healthy. Yeah. Everything. Frank, you had your hand up. Thankful, thankful for salvation and for the Lord. It's the Lord has been very good. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Amen. Dennis? Every day. Every day. What else? Well, I never thought I'd really say this, but I was thankful for my cell phone the other day. Of all things. And uh, so I'm at the car wash. And I'm in Shelly's car. I got her tires changed, oil changed. And I thought, well, I'll bring her back a clean car. So I pull into this car wash down here. And then somebody pulls, somebody's in front of me, somebody's behind me. But I, I, uh, the person went in and then I opened the window and I paid. And then you have to wait. But I couldn't get Shelly's window to go back up and stay up. So the, <laughs> so the window would go up and the window would go down. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? Because... Uh, I'm about to go through the car wash. <laughs> so I, 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 then I thought, oh, there's some key to getting this window to stay up. I can't remember what it is. So that's why I was thankful for a cell phone. You know, I just quickly called my wife, and she texted me back. She was in a meeting. She said, I could, can't talk to you. I'm in a meeting. Well, I texted her back. And just when it was my time to go into the car wash, she gave me the, and you get it to go up. And... Uh, so I was, you found that out too, didn't you? Yes, because you barred. Up, up, down, down. Yes, so anyhow, I did that once. Uh, I think my car doesn't have You're thankful. You, your car's got plenty of other issues. Yeah. But it doesn't have that. Not the witness. Not the witness. Yes, it doesn't have that issue. So, all right. Well, let's look at this here. So the, the scriptures, and, and again on the introductory statement, kind of in the middle there where it says, as we see from Psalm 100, what we just read, um, a time of thanksgiving was established long before the pilgrims celebrated it, and uh, George Washington declared it a day of thanksgiving in 1789. We see it really throughout God's word, and it's to be, surely to be part of our lives. So on our handout, Psalm 92.1 says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name. O Most High. And then Chronicles says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And, and those are just two examples. All throughout the scriptures, you find the whole idea of thanks and thanksgiving in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And um, you know, probably in the New Testament, the greatest, one of the greatest examples of giving thanks was the, the lepers, the ten lepers that Jesus healed, and uh, only one returned to give thanks unto the Lord. Um, and so Jesus is teaching us a lesson there with regards to thanksgiving. So three things that I have for you for our Sunday school uh, lesson this morning with regards to thanks and, and why thanksgiving is important. So number one on your handout, you'll notice this. Um, Thanksgiving reflects our heart for God. It reflects our heart for God. And you notice that in verses 1 and 2. Look what it says. 
Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. The presence of thanksgiving in our life is a reflection of what's going on in your life. And the absence of thanksgiving in your life is a reflection also of what's going on in your life. One's a positive and one's a negative, amen? But that's, that's just the truth of the matter. So the psalmist, when he's speaking here about thanksgiving, he reminds us that a, a thankful heart is a heart that's going to be a joyous heart. It's good. There's going to be joy in those that are thankful. That's the, the verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. The whole idea of joyfulness. And all throughout the scriptures, the scriptures speak of joy and the joy that we can have in our hearts. And um, we used to sing in Sunday school, uh, I've got the joy, 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 where? See, down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Or Jesus, joy, Jesus, others, and you for the word, for the acronym, for the word joy. So the psalmist elsewhere, he says this on your handout. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Or Psalm 98.4 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing and praise. So as we sing, as we come before the Lord and lift up our voices uh, in song or in our music, uh, it's an indication of the joy in our lives and um, uh, the, the joy of the Lord that's in our lives. And the psalmist reminds us of that. If you're going to have a thankful heart, We'll make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I'll have to say that, you know, when our church is, uh, has always been and still is uh, a good a, a, a church that sings out. And uh, that's important that, uh, that that's the type of, of church that we are, because that's an indication of the joy of the Lord in your heart. Now, somebody said this. They said, rest assured that what in your, what is in your heart will find a way out of your heart. What's in your heart will find a way out of your heart. And Jesus gave this scenario in Luke chapter 6. He said this, listen. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. speaketh. In other words, what's, what's on the heart, it's going to come out. And uh, it's going to be spoken. And uh, having a joyful heart and praising God and, and, and making a joyful noise unto the Lord, well, that's a reflection. That's a reflection of our heart. And then you have to think of it this way, too, because like, for instance, if you're like me and Thanksgiving is one of your favorite or your most favorite holiday, um, there's the day after Thanksgiving, right? And or the day after the holidays, like, for instance, the holiday season coming up, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all that goes with it. 
Well, there's a lot of things that make people happy and, and bring them joy. Um, even having family around and, uh, you know, that's always my favorite part of it. Just having family around and sitting down and having meals and, and, uh, and all of that. But then it ends. And uh, then a lot of people afterwards, they don't have that joy any longer. And whatever you're experiencing in life, uh, no matter what's going on in life, uh, having that grateful heart, Lord, I'm so grateful for what you've done for me spiritually, and we should be grateful for what the Lord is doing even in the temporal things in life. You understand what I mean by that? So obviously we should be thankful for the fact that we're saved, been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? We're born again. Because without that, we'd be lost. We'd be on our way to hell. But there's other things in life that God has blessed us with. Not to mention, as I've already said, family. And some of the things that you've said, uh, you know, having good health and just, just the blessings that are around you, just the things that you have, just um, the home that you have. These are things that uh, we should be thankful to the Lord about. You know, uh, and, and none of these things are as important as your spiritual blessings because all of these other things are temporal. Um, like I, I do this often and it's just a thing for me. But you know, years ago, about, I lost track of time now, probably over 10 years ago, my neighbor came over and, and built a pond for me. And I've always loved to swim. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I jump in my pond and swim and I just thank the Lord for my pond. Now, the, the pond is a simple thing, right? It's, it's, it's not nearly anywhere as near important. It's not even on the same scale as our spiritual blessings. But on the other hand, I just enjoy it so much. I read up there. I sit up there. It's a quiet place, and I just, I just, uh, I just enjoy it. Uh, and there's things. I take my motorcycle out, go for a ride, and I just thank the Lord. Sometimes when in the winter I, I, I go skiing, I'm, I'm riding up the lift and I'm just praising the Lord and thanking him for the ability to be able to be outdoors and to ski and, and just to enjoy it. On Tuesday of this, listen, nothing like New England weather. So on Tuesday of this past week, we got about, I don't know, maybe an inch and a half, two inches of snow at my house. So the ground was covered. It's deer season. And so I had my wife drop me off the snowmobile trail, just hiked to the top of the mountain, and uh, didn't see any deer, saw some tracks, but saw two moose in the woods. That was pretty cool. And um, just was thankful that I could just be out and enjoying, enjoying the creation. And I often think we, we enjoy the creation that's around us now, and this creation's cursed. What's the creation going to be like in heaven? You know, when the Lord returns. And uh, what a beautiful thing that's going to be. So just, just making a joyful noise un, unto the Lord and thanking the Lord for uh, out of our hearts in verse 1 of, of Psalm 100. But then notice in verse 2 of Psalm 100, now on the back of your handout, uh, having a thankful heart also reflects not only a heart of joy, but it's found in a heart of service. 
And um, Pastor Ethan was kind of talking about this the other night. But um, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Just the ability to serve the Lord. Um, Spurgeon said, they are, sure to, they are sure to praise the Lord who serve him best. Um, just having a ministry where you're used of the Lord to have an effect on, on those that are around you. And all the different ministries. Paul wrote to the Colossians and he said, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So, in other words, however God is using you, just be thankful that God is using you in that particular moment in time. It's a reflection, it's a reflection of, of your heart. And the psalmist served the Lord with gladness. He said, come before his presence with singing. So just think of those two, those two subpoints there, that first point. Thanksgiving, it reflects our heart for God. So we ought to make a joy noise unto the Lord, having a heart of joy. And we ought to find a way, some way, that we can serve the Lord. I, by the way, that's why you know, we just finished missions conference. And we talked a lot about giving. That's why when Paul wrote he, uh, to the church in Corinth, he said, what kind of giver did God like? God loved a, what kind of giver? A cheerful. Yeah, cheerful giver. Because giving really is out of an expression of our joy that we have in the Lord. And uh, we're to be thankful for that. We should be thankful that, that we can just give. But secondly, the second point of having a thankful heart is that it respects the ways of God. Look at verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God? It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Well, we're, when we have a thankful heart, we recognize that God is our creator. You know, I feel bad for people who don't know how they got here and they don't know where they're going. Right? I mean, isn't it, isn't it, don't you feel thankful that you have an anchor, the anchor to your soul? You know how you got here. The Lord, amen, our creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And, and so we know how we got here, and then we know how it all begins, and we know how it all ends, and we know we're all part of God's creation. And I'm so thankful for that. He's our creator. And um, First Chronicles, look what it says here on your handout. Now, the, the context of First Chronicles, if you don't know, is when uh, the Israelites had been worshiping God in the tabernacle. And now they're going to build a permanent place, the temple. And David, he's not going to be allowed to build the temple because he was a man of bloodshed, God said. But he's going to be allowed to accumulate all the materials for building the temple. 
And it said this in 1 Chronicles 29, 11. He said, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And thou art exalted as head above all. And then he would say, Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and we praise thy glorious name. The scriptures recognize God the creator. The scriptures recognize that all that there is, all in the heavens and all in the earth, that God created it. He spoke this world into existence. And we're to be mindful of that, that he is our creator. And um, to be anchored by that fact, that should be, that should be just a, a sense of thanksgiving in our lives. He has made us. The psalmist, the psalmist would say, say elsewhere that uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In fact, I wasn't going to have you turn there, but go ahead and turn to Psalm uh, 139 in your Bibles. Psalm 139. And um, beginning in... Um, beginning in verse number... 13. The psalmist said, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Well, we could do the whole. We, there's, there, now, right, there's, the, there's the answer, or just one of the answers to why it's wrong to abort a child. Amen? And um, there's, by the way, in Massachusetts uh, right now, there is a bill pending. Uh, I think I still have this on my phone. I don't, I deleted it. There's a bill pending right now in the state of Massachusetts that, um, that if you are a minor, you will not have to, your parents will not have to be notified if you want to have an abortion, if you want to have a vaccine, and uh, a, a number of other things. Um, now, these bills have come up before and they've been voted down because of the issue with minors, but this is the direction that our culture is heading in. And uh, we need to stand up and speak against it. And you can contact your representative and tell them you're against this particular bill. Um, maybe Ethan's got it in his phone. I, I, I thought I kept it on my phone and I forgot to do that. But he says, I will praise thee, verse 14, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, when you look in the mirror, you probably don't think, well, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. <clears throat> or maybe some of you do, I don't know. But um, marvelous are thy works, that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. It's talking about being formed in the womb and... and, and, and becoming a child and, and, and a human being, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members, he's talking now about his body parts, were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. And then how precious are thy thoughts of, unto me, O God, how great is the sum of them.
You go back to Psalm 100. So, out of eight children, I was thankful that every single one of them was born. And I was thankful that I was there to watch every single one of them was born. And now I have eight grandchildren, and I'm thankful, and I've got another one on the way. And um, I'm thankful for the one that's on the way. So pretty soon I'll have nine grandchildren. I'm not allowed to say who it is. But nobody said I couldn't say that I have nine. I have another. It's not Deborah. She's shaking her head. And it's not Kristen. So now you're caught into zero and get down. So. And now you'll just have to. I still don't have permission yet. I don't know what. I know what they're waiting for. I don't know. So anyhow, now that's all you'll be thinking about. Who is it? Which one is it? But I'm thankful for that. I was, we, my, daughter got her, my daughter got her wedding pictures back. They posted it online. But my favorite of all the pictures is of the family, of the wedding. And my favorite picture is my little grandson, Eli. And he's, it's, such, it's such an Eli attitude. He's standing in the picture with his hands on his hips, just like this. He kind of just like stands out right on that particular picture. And uh, what a character. So anyhow... And I know you, you, those of you have children and grandchildren, it's, such a, it's, a, it's a blessing. But God created them. Amen? And so we're to be thankful for that. And um, he's our creator. Be thankful that uh, you know where you came from and you know where you're going. But then of all these things, the most important, of course, is that he's our redeemer. And the psalmist said this, not only has he made us, and not we ourselves, but we are his people, and we are the sheep of his pasture. It's a wonderful thing to know that you're a child of God, amen? That you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We are, he is our Redeemer. Um, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers on your handout, of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his, his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even forgiveness of sins. We're his people. He is our God. Um, and we're in his pasture. Prior to that, we were in a different kingdom. We were under the power of the wicked one. But Jesus came, and Jesus saved us. And uh, never take that for granted, uh, our Redeemer. And be thankful for that. Tonight, we're having the Lord's Supper, communion here at the church. And uh, one of the reasons that the Lord instituted this service where the church would come together and take of the bread representative of his body and take of the grape juice representative of his blood. It's a time of thanksgiving. It's a time to look back and to remember what Jesus has done for us. It's a time to look inward, to examine our heart. It's a time to look forward that Jesus is coming again. And tonight, we'll participate in that. So that's where we have the service. We set it aside as a special service of thanks 
to come. And I think, as we've done in the past, we'll, we'll sing tonight. We'll let you pick out, I think that's what the plan is. They'll, uh, we'll pick out your favorite hymns that you can sing, and we'll maybe give testimony and, and just give thanks unto the Lord. And uh, we do that because, um, well, we're commanded to do that. But we do that out of a thankful heart. So we're his people, his pasture. And then lastly, giving thanks, it's a way to respond to the love of God. Look at verse 4 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now, the, the, the primary idea behind this verse would have been they would have entered into the gates of Jerusalem and they would have gone to Jerusalem to worship. You'll see, for instance, throughout the Psalms that they went up to Jerusalem. And that phrase going up to Jerusalem, I think probably most of you know this, but for those that may not, the, the idea isn't that they're going up from the south. It's that when you go to Jerusalem, you have to climb into the mountains to get there. Uh, Jerusalem is not in the plains. It's way up in the mountains, and it's, high, it's a high elevation. That's why it snows in Jerusalem, not a lot, but they had some snow there. And uh, you, when you go to Israel, and if you come up by way of the Dead Sea, you come winding, 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 and you get there. Now, my last trip to, to Israel, we didn't go that way. They went up into Samaria. And so when we left the Jordan River, it's the same thing. You went up into Samaria, and we were up in the area where it says in, in the Gospel of John, where Jesus says, I, need go, I needs go to Samaria. And he met the woman at the well. That's way up in the mountains as well. So that particular time, last time we went, a year ago, right, right now I was in Israel a year ago, um, we entered into Jerusalem from Samaria, which is not going up, but you're already up there. But they would enter in and they would come to worship. The Jews were required to go to Jerusalem for three times a year for the feasts that were there. And uh, part of those times to come was to give thanks unto the Lord. But it's to be an attitude of worship. And so we enter into the gates of this building. We come to worship and to give thanks. It's part of what we do. Well, you enter into your prayer closet, wherever you have your devotions, and it's a time to give thanks and to praise the Lord. Um, and so all of that is, is part of that. Job 1.20 on your hand up. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head. He fell down upon the ground and he worshipped. See, thanksgiving is an attitude of worship. It's a state of the heart that gives respect and adoration to the Lord. And you don't need to sing and have music to worship because it's a matter of the heart. Singing and music is part of it. But I've often said just just your, well, the giving of an offering is an act of worship. Your attentiveness to the preaching of God's word and to the teaching of God's word, that's an act of worship. All of that is you're tuning into the things of God. And here Job, having lost everything in life, except his relationship with God, he worshiped the Lord. So it kind of lends itself back to what I said earlier. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You can worship the Lord. He gave thanks. Now, just before we finish here, I want you to see this. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
2 Timothy chapter 3 in your Bibles. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, look at, look at verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And then there it is. What's that next word? Unthankful. Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. You know, I think one of the reasons, there are multiple reasons, but one of the reasons people fall out of going to church and corporate worship is they've lost a heart of thankfulness. They're un they, they, they've lost the... They've, Somewhere along the lines, they forget that Jesus died and paid for their sin. They were lost and on their way to hell. And, um, but, but a Sunday service or a Wednesday night service or a Sunday night service or whenever the service might be, it's a time to just come and give thanks unto the Lord. And one of the characteristics of the last days is people will just be unthankful unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And that's, boy, if, if, that, if those, those three, three or four verses, or, and then verse five, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, if those verses don't characterize the day and age in which we live, there are no verses that characterize the day and age in which we live. I mean, that, that sums it up right there. And um, so you can go back now as we finish in, in Psalm 100. So it's a response to the love of God, an attitude of worship. And then lastly, it's an attitude of gratitude. Philippians 4, 6, and 11. Be careful for nothing. That word careful means not to be anxious. Not to be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Not that I speak in respect of want, but I have learned in every I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. And so the psalmist here he says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into its courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. Well, for the Lord is good. How often is the Lord good? Always good. He's always good. He's never not good. He's always good. Even when it seems like everything might be crumbling around you, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. It doesn't change. It's never going to change. He's not going to change his mind. And his truth, it endures to all generations. He's got everlasting mercy. His word has been preserved. He's, he's given us and promised us a victorious life. Remember what it said in Chronicles? Oh Lord, 
is, the, is thy greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty, the writer of 1 Chronicles said. So, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Not that I speak in respect of want, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul's writing that, by the way, from a Roman prison. So, you couldn't say, well, he doesn't know what I'm going through. <laughs> if you just read the life of Paul and you saw all that he went through, and yet here he still has a thankful heart. So be thankful. Be thankful as we enter into this holiday season, not only Thanksgiving, but uh, when we celebrate the advent of Christ and, and, and there's a new year coming, another year. Just be thankful for God and for who he is, and what he's doing in your life. And uh, don't take any of it for granted. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Lord, bless the morning worship service. Lord, thank you just for the opportunity that you give us to be here this morning. Thank you for this church building. Thank you, Lord, for the many years of, of, uh, that we've been able to serve you here. We're thankful for your eternal faithfulness and your eternally preserved word. Make, help us to make application to our lives. Let our light shine that others can see Christ living in and through us. Let others see the joy of the Lord in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad that you've taken the time to join us today. If you've been blessed by the message, or if you have placed your faith in Jesus today, we want to hear from you. Maybe you still have questions about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Please let us know. And we would love to answer those questions from the Bible. We would also be happy to provide you with the Bible and other free Christian resources to help you grow in your faith. You can email us at info at mountgraylockbaptist.com or send us a message on Facebook. You could also call us at 413-662-2107. We would love to hear from you and our desire is to be a blessing to you in any way that we can. God bless.